0: Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of The Hungry Bleak Show, your go-to spot for the best in the Black indie geek culture community. I am Antonio Pomares, and look, folks, I, I don't even know what words to use. Oh, first off, how are you doing? Great. How's your week been? Did, did you have things you had to do? You did? You did? That's that's wild. That's how, how. How are the kids, loved ones? Really? I Look. That's that's how life is, right? Sometimes it's it yeah, okay. So how how's work going? You know, they be doing that sometimes. They, they 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 be doing those things sometimes. So that's um look, yeah, fine. You you go straight. Okay. So look, this episode, look, I've had a just a wonderful, steady stream of incredible guests, and today is no like is no anomaly on it. We're just gonna keep the train rolling on this incredible stream that we're having here going. So this cat i I don't even know how to how to even give him an introduction he's one of art is exact is so prolific and empowering and aspiring and just incredibly beautiful and diabolical both at the same time uh he's and one of the best profile picks in all of social media let me say that pick is everybody because anytime i see that pick it's always on the status that some BS is going on and the, the pick references the BS going on. And it's perfect. It's, I, I couldn't have done any better and I don't, I probably couldn't because I don't even try. So this gentleman uh, is an artist, writer. um, Like I said, the, the creator writer and artist for the comic day black, one of the most beautiful visceral comics ever. In my opinion be out there and for it to hit a genre like horror and vampires and for it to be in the black community and have such a vibe and a flow to it is incredible y'all already know who i'm talking about why am i still talking we need to hear from him y'all don't want to hear from me anymore you don't right i don't blame you i would not too so folks please give it up for keith cross keith
1: thank you man thank you thank you hey everybody thanks for having me man
0: Sir, how are you doing today?
1: Crazy intro. <laughs> well, I how
0: are you doing today, first off?
1: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm excited to be on here, man. I'm excited to I'm excited to talk with you, man. Hey,
0: right, look, uh, I'm gonna tell you this. This doesn't happen to me very often, but um in these, you know, geek culture streets and you know, black indie community and everything, I don't get really geeked out by anybody. I see people, oh, oh great, y'all yeah, love work, what have you? You're one of probably five people that i geek out and i try to avoid your table because i don't want to look like a goofball wow i saw you at the schomburg and i was like oh snap keith nope and i I turned around
1: (laughs) i saw you too and i was like yo i
0: would do because you're one of those people no 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 it it was all me bro it was all me you it's you um eric alexander um ariel johnson uh brandon thomas Um, and and there's a couple other people on there, but y'all are the ones that I'm like, I'll go, Hey, and I'll just start sweating immediately. And I'll run off like, cause it's just, y'all just, your work hits me in such a way where I'm like, Oh my God, I want to talk to you about it, but I don't want to seem goofy. So let me go the other way.
1: Wow. Okay.
0: That's what it is. It's a compliment, but it sounds weird. And I understand that's what
1: it was. Okay, cool. It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you're. And I said, like, oh, snap, Keith, yeah, because I think you had some stickers, too, or something that I wanted to get. I can't remember what it was exactly I wanted to get from you. And I was like, nah, I, nah, nah, today's not, I, I'm, I'm not there today, I'm not. But, I, dude, I've loved your work for so long, and Day Black is one of the most beautiful books Thank you. I've seen. And the art, it, it reads, the way it reads is almost like a fairy tale in how it's formatted. It's not your typical comic mm. in that way. And, and that's one of the things that sticks in my head. It reads like a fairy tale, like a cautionary tale. And your art is like poetry, even without the words. Mm. And I feel that.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: But um, before we start talking about it, I'm gonna show the folks a little trailer that you made for Day Black, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Reparations. Folks, please check this out because it's just off the chain.
1: And Jamal, uh, shout out to Jamal York that put that together for me, my man.
0: That was incredible. I I I, I love that. I love that. Um, everything it goes with. But for those who do not know, please tell us a little bit about the world of Day Black.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Day Black um, is the story of my main character. His name is Merce. He is he was an enslaved man who was bitten by a vampire in the cotton fields. Um, fast forward to present day, he works as a tattoo artist. As a way to collect blood, and he has a tattoo machine where he rigged it to where, whenever he does a tattoo, as the ink, as the uh, machine pushes ink into the skin, it's actually sucking blood out, and that way he's able to feed on people and have return customers without necessarily killing them. And um, you know, it's just his way of kind of coping with would be like a midlife crisis for a vampire that's been like living for hundreds of years and has pretty much done everything you can do. In this stage of his life, he's kind of settled in. He just wants to live below the radar. And he lives in this town where the sky is so polluted with um with just thick smog that it blocks out the sun. So he's able to walk around day or night, hence the name Day Black.
0: And a I mean, Yeah, I, I, I remember the, the uh, reading it and like again going through it. And it was just so I I love how describes everything that, that that's happening and giving his story without it seeming like this overdump of exposition.
1: Right.
0: It feels right, and I love. I'm a vampire fan, and this has been a great week for vampires. I mean, as far as like you know, Day Black Reparations. Uh, we've got um, Castlevania Nocturne, uh, the new Blade series uh, uh, coming out. From a Marvel, not a TV set, oh, but oh, a new okay. set. Yeah, no, 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 no. Believe me, if, if, if that was the case, uh, yeah, okay, I would be on that. So it's been a great week for Vampire, so a great week for me, right on. honestly. Uh, and this is, I, I love the, the ingenuity of it too. Of the town of Day Black and the Smog, the tattoo, uh, needle is such a great idea for him to go, well. And, and why he does it and saying because of, you know, HIV and, and, and everything coming out and how it was designed to to kill vampires and how it and how it affects them and for him to go, well, I need a different way to do this. All while still servicing the community. Right. As far as tattoo, but also, you know, feeding himself. It all blends so well. And the story goes so much deep. Also, love his coffin with all the stickers on it. I love picking out the stickers and going through there. What was the inspiration for Day Black?
1: Well, I was a tattoo artist for about 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I retired a few years ago. And um, just from those times, and, and it, it just it just lets you, when you mentioned uh, the machine being to like, because of HIV blood and everything, like it really just goes to show you how long I've been working on this. Because when I wrote that, like HIV was really, it's not what it is today. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like, back then it was like, Oh shit! It's it's HIV, you know. But now people are really living long lives and like having you know treatment, so it's not really the death sentence that it was when I wrote it. When I wrote that, so mm-hmm. I've even kind of retconned that a little bit going forward to just kind of um, just leave it to like just blood-borne diseases in general. Mm-hmm. But um, but initially the uh, the story just came from uh, meeting customers, you know, listening to these wild stories they would tell me. And, you know, just these uh, things that I probably shouldn't even be privy to. But, you know, when you're a tattoo artist, people are vulnerable and people are, you know, yeah, right. People talk, you know, and, they mm-hmm. just, and you're an impartial ear. So they kind of tell you a lot of stuff. So some stuff would be so wild and some people would be so admirable. And some people would be so deplorable. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of got a full spectrum. And so I just started to document all of these um, people and their instances and their perspectives. And it kind of just morphed into this character and it really just came from a drawing. i saw a drawing of most Death. he was looking real cool in a fedora and a and i just sketched it out in cartoons mm-hmm. I like, okay i like how this look so i just kind of stuck with that look and he was always been the back of my mind kind of been the prototype like if it was, if it was ever going to be live action or something like that but um so take that and couple it with my love for vampires as well but also mm-hmm. Being in a tattoo culture, it really has a subculture of its own. Where I was actually associates with people that lived that they were actual vampires. I was I knew people that actually shaved their teeth down and, you know, drank blood, you know, their own blood. People that would give them blood. Like it was really a whole thing, and it really made me see that a person that was a vampire could easily walk about and not really stand out that much. Because there are people that are humans that are really living like. Mm -hmm. stereotypically think a vampire would be like. So I took that, um, I took um, even the slavery aspect. You know, I remember when I was first doing it, I got a little pushback, like, oh, not another slavery. You know, but initially it came from watching Interview with a Vampire, and there was a scene Mm -hmm. where um, Lestat and Louis were in New Orleans, I believe. They were in some kind of antebellum South setting, and they were kind of they were feeding on the slaves, and the slaves eventually revolted against them and burned them out of their houses so they had to run out of there and leave. So in my mind, I was like, okay, there's a story there. Like, what happened to these people that they were feeding on? What happened to the, you know what saying, the, the aftermath of that? So that's what gave me the idea of setting it in that time period. Because when I, when I started to really take it seriously as a book, I had a long line or really a goal. And I wanted to take a man and deliver him from one form of slavery right into a new form of slavery, which would be, you know, being undead. So I just wanted him to like, not really ever really have a break in life just from one horror to a new horror, you know, mm-hmm. so that just happened to places in slavery, you know, like Day black isn't really, it doesn't go into that life that much. You know what I'm saying? I think we've seen so much. I, I can't offer too much more than to just let you know that he comes with that baggage already. And, um, as far as the hip hop, I just like, you know, just writing a book. It was just a way for me to do whatever I wanted to do. Just make the type of book I wanted to read. And just, mm-hmm. I wanted him to be basically an extension of me to say just things that I don't necessarily want to say or couldn't say to people. I said it through him. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and just his musical taste or my taste. And it's just really therapeutic. It's like, really not, it's like not having to shrink, but you're really talking to your work. You know what I'm saying? And you're really. Mm-hmm filtering your feelings and your outlook on life through your work. And it goes through the filter and it comes out as a story or as his perspective, you know? So it's just all of that, I guess, which inspired it. And then when I saw people really taking it seriously, um, just for me uploading pictures of Facebook every day and until I was approached to be, to get it published. And I was like, all right, cool. So that's when I really took it serious, and, um, just kind of stepped everything up, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it it starts out with that with that bit of slavery, but it doesn't go deep into it, and 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 that's the beauty of it. But also to have um, a black vampire that has had all these different like careers. That he's even talk about different careers. He's you know, like, now I'm a tattoo mm-hmm. artist, and finding a way for that to feel. I and I love the fact that you're saying that this is. It was kind of like you like projecting, mm-hmm. you know, what's going on. But to the fact that that but also saying about the subcultures. I've like, i've watched like you know some some shows where it talks about you know like the subcultures of vampires and subcultures of, that are in tattoo and everything like that and, and you can see that like even when they have like um trying to think of what series um in the blade movie I think blade 2 and there was a movie recently as well where they show like a, a subtext where they're in you know their dens what have you getting tattoos and also feeding mm-hmm. and everything like that so even yeah. to have it in that in that way I mean but they're actual like I mean i'd say that there are real vampires out here I don't know I don't know everything that's going on Right. I don't right. know exactly but to say that I actually love that fact of um, of having all of that together and then bringing it with again a, a black cast which we don't have a lot of um, we have more now but at that time we didn't have a lot of black vampire black horror books like this right so again day black was one of those ones that was at the forefront doing it which is beautiful now uh day black reparations this is the third book in this the the third i I should say the third like um trade uh collection uh in the in in the series correct
1: it is um i wouldn't say um because volume one and volume two they both have three issues collected this one is really just one issue that ended up being the length of a graphic novel so (laughs) i just i didn't plan it that way but it just kept it just kept coming out you know and really Mm And, and the funny thing is, I had a I had a copy of this. Um, it was up for a little while. Right when I was at the last end of the uh, the publisher I was with at the time, we had uh, Dave Black issue number seven. We actually had it uh, on Peep Game. It was up for a little while, but it got like zero push. It got like zero promotion. So 2020, I got a kidney transplant. That was a time where I just kind of everything felt like it was on the back burner. I just parted ways with my publisher. Um, I was going, I was feeling really like, am I even going to do this anymore? There was a lot of self-doubt going on. Hmm. Couple of that with um, the recovery process. Um, you know, so, so basically I had to get over these things. When I looked and then when I finally got out of that haze and I really looked at the book again, I was like, man. And also um, during COVID, I taught myself how to draw digitally.
0: Which for the first time
1: ever, I never all my stuff before that was just pen, ink, Xerox, scanning, you know, all of that. So I finally taught myself how to draw digitally, and it was like the clouds opened up. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) yeah, it was like how it it was literally like the difference (laughs) of using a candle for light versus flipping on a light switch. That's literally what it was like. Wow. So from that point on, I was like, okay, now I really. I really want to get back in the day black. So I looked back at that issue and I was like, man, this looks like crap. All of this looks like crap. So I took, I told, uh, Hermione from, uh, Pete game comics. I'm like, take that issue down. Nobody's back. <laughs> nobody's <even> going <gonna laughs> to was there. <laughs> take it down. And I'm going to just revamp the whole thing. So I took that issue down. So if anybody has that issue, you got to collect this item. Cause that was the issue where I, where I'd had enough, you know what I'm saying? And I was mm-hmm. kind of, and, this issue reparations is more like a rebirth for me and like a, um it's like me uh reaffirming my love for the genre my love for doing it and this newfound self-confidence i've gotten from just learning a new art form you know and i just feel like not to go ahead i don't want to keep rambling cuz i'll ramble man so i don't want i don't want <laughs> to <wanna> keep talking <laughs> that's cool
0: um you know, first and off question. um huh
1: so if that answered the question
0: yeah it it, it definitely does um uh, first off um you know I'm glad that that you got your your transplant um I've talked about you know my issues with um my kidney that happened about five years ago okay um and I got lucky um with what happened, but I had like three things at once trying to kill me wow i yeah i I don't even it it happened and i just yeah it's a whole other thing anyway, you know what I mean so uh, congratulations on that. Um, and also congratulations on during the pandemic, teaching yourself a new skill and it, and you being like, wow, this is totally, and it, and it changing so much for you. And again, sparking that, that interest, that fire in you to go, wait, I need to do this. This can be something different. I mean, congratulations on that as well. Cause that's so huge. I mean, during the pandemic, like I I learned more about this, the aspect of the recording and doing this. So coming out of it with new skills that help you that kind of, you know, fire you up again, is a beautiful thing yeah. and yeah the irony
1: know. of the irony of even coming out of a situation like that better than you went into it is crazy you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and everybody was really like fearful didn't really know what was going to happen you know
0: yeah and you're sitting there going well i guess i i, I mean i got time yeah i got I, I got time
1: man and it was. Such i ain't going blessing. nowhere it was such a blessing man because i really didn't know like i didn't know if mm-hmm. I was, but you know i was You know, I was on meds that that were making me react weird. Like, I just didn't know what what the future held. And then getting, you know, getting dropped by your publisher it's like, whoa, like, am I really even that good? Like, am I as good as I think I am? You know, so it was a lot of self-doubt. So COVID was a lot. COVID really gave you the chance to really look at yourself in the mirror, and, you know, unflinchingly because you didn't have nothing else to do. So I'm thankful for everything that happened. Like, I'm thankful for anything that happened that got me to this point. It couldn't have happened any other way. I I appreciate it all.
0: Yeah, it definitely was a time for us to assess it. I mean, it it was a terrible tragedy, but it gave us time to assess ourselves and really look and go, what am I doing? Where am I at? What can I do to make myself better? I mean, I have time. I'm inside. I've streamed everything that I can stream. I've watched everything already. I beat all my games finally. I mean, I read everything. I mean, I might as well do this. Right. So that's a beautiful thing. So let's take a look at the Kickstarter page for uh, Day Black. So, I mean, obviously, it's going to be awesome. I mean, you've you've seen the trailer, folks, and it's beautiful. Now, can you tell us about just a little bit of the story of Reparations without telling us too much?
1: Yeah, um, so basically, the story is about Merce's mother. If anybody knows Merce, um, that's our lead character. Um, And Sonya, hold on one second, all right? Yeah. Hope you can edit this out. Okay, yes. So Day Black Reparations basically we're picking up where the end of volume three left off at, and is where Merce is meeting his mother for the first time. His mother is the one who bit him in the cotton fields. And for the first couple volumes, she's pretty much presented as the villain or just somebody like a shadowy figure. We don't really know what her intentions are, but we know that she's haunting, haunting him in some kind of way. So with this one, um, I really wanted to do one of those issues where it just kind of steps back from what we've been seeing for future from Mm. the issues and just kind of take a detour and just kind of go into her life and to see where or to see what she went through to really, Make her get the perspective that she had, which would make her be perceived as a villain because she wasn't really a villain. She was, you know, it's it's the classic villain trope, you know, like they're they're relatable. You know, what I'm saying like you really exactly it, it, like you see what went what she went through. Oh, I can't really blame her for doing what she's doing. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it was really for me. It was more about, and I guess when I wrote it, I, it, I, it it excuse me, I was in a more of a place of. Just wanting to further my storytelling skills, um, I really wasn't in. I really wasn't interested in really furthering the story as much as I was, and just kind of living in a moment for her, and just trying, and just really trying to flesh out her character um, as a young, beautiful um, girl. She was a mute. She she couldn't speak. Um, you know, her. I don't want to get. I don't want to tell the story away, but uh, basically, Un- you know. Um, She went through some things, just imagine, um, just imagine during slavery, you have a girl who's basically a step from being albino, you know, uh, bright, blonde, red dreadlocks, you know, she just stood out, she was beautiful, but on top of that, um, she was also very mysterious, she had ties to, you know, the local Caleros and, you know, just, it's a little, it's a little spirituality, a little um, voodoo for the lack of a better word. Influence yes. from there, um, I took a lot of influences from uh, movies like *Beloved* and movies like um, *Angel Heart*. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, Ooh. so I really wanted it, but but then at the same time, this was my first time writing from the perspective of a woman, and I knew I really had to be very careful with that, especially you know um, in the times we're living in now. Like sometimes you want to express yourself, but you know any misstep or any you know can be like looked at as something else so i really know right. i had to be careful and really um not go too deep but just kind of do what i could while still being respectful to the fact that i'm not a woman i don't know what it is like to be a woman you know so i had conversations with my wife i had conversations with women that had been through what she had gone through on a certain level mm-hmm. so this for me it was an experiment not only artistically to see where I was, but also um, storytelling-wise to just see, you know, like most of my pieces, like like most of the stories, I don't really look at them. I look at all of my books like pieces of art. Like, because I'm a fine artist first. I'm an illustrator first. So a lot of times, even when I do comics, sometimes I don't feel like I'm a comic book artist. Sometimes I feel like I'm an artist that made a comic book, you know, because okay. I can't necessarily... I don't know if I've – well, I've never had to, but I've never, like, been able to, like, do these deadlines or listen to this direction. Or I've never really collaborated with anybody other than Newton and Greg. Shout out to my brothers, man. They always looking at me. they always include me and stuff, man. I appreciate it. Um, but, yeah, um, damn, just like that, I forgot what I was saying. I knew when I started talking about Newton and Greg, I was going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had to shout them out, man. Um, what, what, what was I saying?
0: You were talking about uh, writing as a man, write, writing a character that is a woman and being respectful of it, and, and the conversation that you had with your wife and the women in your life.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and, I, and once I got the okay from them, and then, and of course, um, those movies were heavily uh, influential just to set a mood that I was looking for. Um, I just really wanted to feel like a Southern Gothic, I really wanted it to feel otherworldly and but sympathetic, but, and you know, I just, it's just a piece of art, man. So I really wanted to, to, okay. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. So my storytelling, I feel like is informed by my artwork and vice versa. So I feel like this mm-hmm. story was very, just very visceral more than anything else. I really just wanted to get a vibe or a feeling. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's,
0: I mean, you definitely. I, I, I really respect the fact that you wanted to get the writing of a, a female character down. So you didn't just go, "Oh, well, this is what would happen." You actually went and spoke to women about their experiences, and you know, and said, "Okay," and and got the okay. Yeah. From the, that's very important. So I, I I honestly respect that because a lot of casts would have just went ahead and just wrote something as a man writing a woman, and not really going into the certain nuances and things in depth, and maybe the feel of it. Because the, the, the biggest thing with your art, I, for me anyway, is that there's a feeling in there. Any art piece that I've seen from you, whether it's been Merce, whether it's been um, uh, uh, Baldwin, mm-hmm. There's a feeling in there. That Baldwin shirt is hot too. That might be my Christmas present to myself, bro. Because I saw it comes in purple. Don't think I didn't notice that.
1: Yes, yes. I, th-
0: <laughs> I saw that, brother. It's I. So I always appreciate your art because when I see it, there's a feeling there. So for you to take that time and to ask these women, what do you think? Like their opinions and of their experiences, is is a beautiful thing, honestly.
1: And then and then it's also about loving your characters too. You know. Yes. Like, I love LaRue, you know? That's her name, mm-hmm. LaRue, by the way. I love her, man. And I love, um, I've been with her so long and she's evolved so much that she's finally getting the spotlight. I just really wanted to make sure I did her right, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, I want to take, this is going to sound corny, but I just wanted to take the care, the time and care with her that she didn't get in life. You know what I'm saying?
0: just
1: kind of ask her, That's her author, that's her father,
0: you know. Damn, right. That 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 was a that's not corny, that's a deep, but that that shows that that author, that creator love. Mm -hmm. Because your 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 creations in books, comics, your art, those are still your babies. Absolutely, and you want to take care of them, even if you're gonna do you know whatever to the characters, you still want to you still want to take them and say. This is your journey. This is what you're going to go through. But I'm going to give you this and I'm going to make sure that's as authentic as possible. And I do you the justice you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that definitely shows it. Now, I'm showing on the screen now some of the uh, the rewards that you'll have for <clears throat> excuse me, for the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which there are a plethora in here. Uh, you. Yeah. yeah. You just you you never stop with with your art, truthfully.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure I had plenty of stuff on there just in case somebody didn't want to read a comic book and they just wanted some stuff like here's some stuff, too.
0: You know, I mean, yeah, I as 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 a fan of yours, I mean, I have the T-shirt. I'm not wearing the t T-shirt. I mean, you know what? I didn't want to be the cat. Let me go to the screen for a second. I didn't want to be the cat that was going to have your stuff all on the camera and everything (laughs) while I was talking about, you know, just let me just say this real quick.
1: Right. Right. Don't be that guy.
0: man. I don't want to be the guy at the concert wearing the band of the shirt. You know what I mean? Who wants to be that cat that's doing that? Who wants to do that? You know, let me show let me uh to do to do it from the other side too. Who so wants to glad, do that?
1: So glad you're not that guy.
0: Some pretentious jerk, you know what I mean? I don't Yeah, man. Who does that? I hate that. So um now as of today as as of speaking uh because this is pre-recorded folks, obviously, y'all are, are, know I, I I like to pre-record my shows more than do live cuz live always feels awkward and rushed. But um as of this show, you're going to have uh, today you have 27 days, but the, today is Wednesday, correct? No, Tuesday, yes. So, Wednesday, so Tuesday,
1: man, Ahsoka
0: tonight. Uh, oh, um, you know what, bro, I'm behind on I don't, I don't even want to talk because there's so much that comes out every hour. I feel like there's like five things that come out every hour, and I can't keep up.
1: You're
0: right. I, I, it's so, I, but so, I, I have to finish the, the last season of man, Mandalorian. And then I have, I know, I know. And then I have to watch it, so I, I know, I know. But I, I decided to re-watch the last two episodes of season two, and then go from there because I really wanted to rewatch because it had been a while since I've seen them. And I started watching them, I was like, I, my blood started firing up again. I was like, damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. This because yeah. I have to go through that. There's so much, man. There's, I mean, Invincible's gonna be coming back soon. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna watch Gen V. I'm really not. The boy, uh,
1: I watched the first episode. It's Crazy.
0: I'm. I mean, I like. I know it's gonna be crazy because it's the boys. So I know I'm just gonna see some wild mess. But I don't know if I want to see young.
1: I was gonna say it's crazy, but it still has that melodrama to where I'm like, you know, it's yeah. like, age banter. So outside of the effects and the, the the gruesomeness, you're still stuck with like a teenage, you know, high school, which I don't even know if I'm, I might watch the second episode just to see if they can shock me again, but. It's too much stuff out. You really gotta pick and choose, like what you're gonna stick with.
0: You know. Um. Yeah. I don't. And also, what what tomorrow's new comic book day? I think there's like three comic books I got. I, th- yeah. There's I, and there's and there's New York Comic Con New Week, which I'm trying to get myself prepared for that. I, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yes. Um. So yeah. So as of this Friday, you will have what? What will it be? It'll be three days. So 24, 23 days for the Kickstarter. I'll have the episode uh, in the episode description I'll have the link for the Kickstarter because folks there's a lot of great stuff in here I definitely recommend you get a t-shirt and a mug you know I mean but don't be that person don't be that person that, that's gonna have the mug all, all on the camera you know I me mean? don't, don't don't be that first please as, as I said my brothers, don't do that a lot of great t-shirts but also um you'll have the chance to catch up on the story if you haven't read it yet because you have uh volumes one and two as as kick as um as rewards for the Kickstarter as well both in print and in digital yes. so if you don't have space for books what have you and you want to have them on your trusty tablet your phone you can read them anywhere you can get the digitals which is incredible uh and there's so much there it's such a deep wealth of story that if you like horror and the antebellum feel in the in the south that you'll get that and also you have this character that is so relatable it, and it would like even though even if you're not a vampire, or what have you, there's a character so relatable and what they're going through, and the love that Keith puts into these characters and into the story really shows. It it really comes out in this, not just the art but the words. And like I said, the way it's formatted, it it, it just feels so different, and that's what really catches my eye with it, and I love it. Um, so please go and put in for Day Black reparations it's yeah it yeah it's just i can't say enough about keith's art and his work i i honestly can't thank
1: you man thank you i appreciate that bro
0: i mean for real um but as as a black man as in as as a creative there's a lot that's on you creative wise and just society wise and anything what have you what's something that you do as a as a self-care thing for yourself, what helps to keep you grounded as a human being?
1: Man, um, that's a good question, man. Um, and you know, before like uh, we just bought a house this year, so mm. I finally have a studio space, which before um, a lot of my a lot of my stuff would be created like at the kitchen table or. Around my family, which you know, if you have kids, you kind of know it's hard to just kind of focus on something when it's mm-hmm. like there's stuff going around. So, um, um my, my studio, um, really for me, and, and the, the funny thing is, my self care is also the same as what causes me to need self care, which is creating. Because, you know, sometimes you could have so many projects that you can get stressed out, Mm -hmm. but I'm only at peace when I'm creating, you know? So it's like, but, you know, it's different when you're creating for other people than when you're creating for yourself. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll get so caught up on the assembly line of commissions and taking people's input, just trying to make a diamond out of coal from their ideas that you really have to, uh, sit back and just really create and focus on something for yourself. And Mm. I will say that it's that right there in itself was the main reason that I quit tattooing because I just, it started to wear thin on me that like people would come in come in and ask me to do the type of artwork that in my opinion was below me. You know, that's my artist ego. Okay. Like, you know, I'm doing shows, I'm doing art, I'm doing shows in art galleries but the type of tattoos I'm doing, like, hey, let me get a let me get a picture of Donald Duck smoking a blunt with <laughs> that like, working next to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, so <laughs> then drawing it up for him and getting criticized, looking at it like, hmm, he could have did him like, bro. So for me, it's worth, it just wore thin, and I was like, okay, I feel like creativity is not something that we have an endless supply of. I feel like Mm -hmm. we have a reservoir of a certain amount of it in our life and I don't think it ever disappears, but I think it does dwindle and I think it does fade and lose potency. I just felt like that was happening to me there. So, and just to relay that back to doing stuff, like doing so much commission work for other people and just like pulling these ideas out for other people, self-care for me is just like backing up, you know, might smoke me a joint you know play me my favorite music you know what i'm saying just sit quietly and paint you know what i'm saying i just might get a canvas and just start just let the brush go where it wants to go you know um and just that's my space you know that's my sorry if this is a family show but i'm, I'm being i'm being truthful that's really my self-care that's my routine um i probably should do more are you frozen
0: no, 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 so, I'm okay, not okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. I'm 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 just really into what you're saying. I'm just okay, okay, no no. Okay. I'm sorry. So so my face is just dead because I'm just zoning into what people are saying. Right, right, right. I really take so, it to, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'll no, no, blank mad more to let's let you know. I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I just <laughs>
1: didn't want to keep talking if you were like so but yeah, that's it, man. Um just um but you know living that tattoo life, man. I'm happy to be home with my kids. I'm happy to be home with my wife. I'm just mm-hmm. happy for the domesticness of all of it because, okay. you know, I was just, you know, in my 20s and my 30s, I was just out there, man. I'm just glad. It's nice to be anchored somewhere where I could just create peacefully. I could support my family through my artwork. Really, when my family is happy, that's the ultimate self-care for me. Like, when my, if I know
0: okay. my kids okay. got
1: it, my wife got it, like, even when I get, like, a lot of money, like even if I get, like, a lump sum of money, the, the weird thing about me is I don't really want anything. You know what I'm saying? All I really want to do is draw on my iPad. So having money and knowing that my family can get it whenever they need, whatever they need, I got it, that's my self-care. Like, that's... I feel replenished. I feel like, you know, it feels like, you know, it's 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 the greatest feeling in the world to just be able to provide for your family and comfortably doing what you want to do and especially when you do something like art because something about people never really fully respect what you do like I'm over here I'm always drawing at my table I'm always drawing I'm always sketching mm-hmm. them, it's like oh dad's over there because <laughs> they know I love to draw too so it doesn't they don't think I'm working they just think I'm over there having a ball so when I do get these checks in I'm like you see this like this is what I'm doing you know what I'm saying so you know no, I, yeah. Yeah. So that was just my self care. That's a
0: long answer, man. No, no. But but it's a real answer. But but that's real. It, there's no there's no simple way to explain what self care is for for every person. Some person, some people could just say, oh, you know, just taking walks around the block, man. That's like that. That's what it does for me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. But a lot of times, having that creator energy, that that soul that's in you, that you want to put something out there, you do it, and it's like, uh, oh, like it it could be stressful. It can be a lot and you're like, oh, this is a right. It could be a, um, anxiety inducing, but it can also be that moment when you like you're getting out and, and it's therapeutic. Your hand just on the canvas and doing what you do when you yeah. and you letting it flow It's like <sighs> like that's that like like that's that exhale moment.
1: Absolutely. And especially. Um, oh, and here's another big, a big thing about self-care. What I learned to do is because there was a one point where I was creating art just to upload it. You know what I'm saying? I was creating it just for likes. Like, all right, I'm going to draw this. They're going to love love this. Post it tomorrow. It was like somebody dropped a brick in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody. So they used to bum me out, man. And I was like, yo, what are you making art for? Are you making art for these people or are you making art for you? So what I started to do is I just started to create, create, and just stockpile myself and not post it. And Mm -hmm. that ended up making me, that ended up just feeling amazing because I didn't feel like I was living my life or living on the edge for this life, for this drawing is going to do this. Like, I just got stuff and I was just drawing it. I'm going to put this up. I might release it one day if I feel like, you know, sharing. But yeah. that in itself was like a big thing for me. And it just had to remind me, like, bro, you can you came from a time where you didn't need online validation for you to know you were dope. You know what I'm saying? The, the, mm-hmm. the and and that's why I kind of feel bad for them is they really hinge on the likes. Like, my daughter, she's 25. She's an artist. She comes to me in tears sometimes because she might have posted a painting and nobody, she didn't get a a lot of likes from. I'm like, yo. But it's hard for me to, because this is all, they grew up in this culture. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's hard to be like, look, you don't need nobody to say, because I had my whole life people always supporting me. I always had people, teachers, my mom, my family, I always had this support. So I never really longed for that. But nowadays, it's just like people need that validation, like fans. You love that artwork i love it i want it you're dope if they don't get that i'm nothing i must suck like you know it's really sad
0: it it is like a lot of people will do it for for the likes of, or as the saying was going um uh they're doing it for the gram right. and all that and everything and yeah it, it's a point where it is like there, like like there was a time i don't like social media i camp I actually if, if it was a shack i would have burned it down years ago i just i just don't care for it just because of everything that it makes people think and see and feel and a
1: profile picture
0: the profile picture though is dope that is almost one of that is can almost validate all of social media
1: that, that that's how i feel on it because when i when i put that up there what it justifies for me is i hate being on here but i have a book that I need to promote. So I'm, I have to be here. So while I'm here, I'm like, Jesus, like, why am I here?
0: You, know? you have to look at it like it's a tool. That, that That's how, yeah. that's the only thing I can see. Because at times, like there are times when I'll put up a show and I might not be feeling that somebody like, oh, okay, cool. Or somebody, and okay, fine. But then people will say, hey man, I dug your show, what happened. And then I go, I don't care about this, that, what have you. Because yeah, maybe I'm not doing that. But my goal is to put you over. My goal is to make sure that you, even though my platform is small, my goal is to put whoever's on here on that platform and say, hey, this book is out there. And to give that person some type of platform to say, hey, my book is out here. This is what I like. To not just see you as a creator, an artist, a writer, what have you, but to see you as a person. And this is what they do. This is how they feel. This is real life human beings. And plus, they created this really incredible book or mural or whatever it is. Right. And to put it out there. So I started looking at it like, it's not about you. It's about the other person. That's why you started doing this. Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't expect tomorrow to be like on um, IGN or something like that, reviewing comics or what have you. If they did. Cool. I'll take that check. But I'm going to keep talking about the indies that are out here and people who are doing these great things, because that's what's important to me. Right. Exactly. And, 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 and you have to, because it will break you if you're thinking, of, oh, you know, I, I have. I only got this many likes. Don't think that at all. Don't uh, most of social media is a joke. It's a scam. The people and they look great. They're posing certain ways. The art. That's not the first time that they drew that. They drew that about a thousand times. Burn the other copies. And that's the one that they like the most. And they're not even happy with that. They're like 73% happy with what they just put up. So don't do that. But that's, that's a very important thing. Do it for yourself because you can see when you really love something. Yeah. And if you just put it up there just for that and you don't really love it, then then it's, then it's not really art. That's not you. That's not your soul speaking. That's, that's not your heart. It's not in it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So don't, because that will corrupt you. And you it, it, it just, I could talk about that for years. So let's talk about something a little more pleasant. Okay. Comic books. Give okay. me three of your comic book or graphic novel uh, recommendations.
1: Okay. Well, first um, is going to be Elfquest. Ooh. And ElfQuest is probably okay. the most. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. All ElfQuest right. is probably the most influential book like ever to me, next to Brother Man. Um, but ElfQuest, yeah, I, I'm not gonna get into depth. Okay, ElfQuest, because <laughs> that'll be. a <laughs> um, I'll
0: have you on again to actually give me in-depth comic okay. book recommendations for music. Okay, uh,
1: my next one will be Adastra in Africa, which is. Um, this was a story, this was a graphic novel by Barry Windsor Smith. He actually, uh, it was a story he wrote for Storm that Marvel rejected, so he took the story and made a different story out of it with a character that looks just like Storm. But um, the book is totally in black and white, so that's why I think he's able to get away with it, because she's not black with the white hair.
0: Oh, because, um, okay.
1: And yeah, so the story he was supposed to, it, it, it actually ended up being for the issue X-Men number 198, which is the homage cover I did? If you look on my page, yeah, right. So that issue Love was it. the arc. That issue was the arc that he did that book from that Marvel rejected, so he took it and did it somewhere else. So that's also another great one: Adastra in Africa. That's what it's okay. called. And um, and I'm gonna say uh, currently, a book that I'm reading now that I'm loving is Batman Gotham uh, Gar- Gargoyle of Gotham by uh, Raphael Grampa.
0: I think I saw you post a picture of it, and I was like, wait, what the hell?
1: It's incredible it's and
0: it great. threw me off I was like oh yeah. okay
1: he's a, uh his, his artwork because I'm the type of person where I can't read it if the art isn't good if I don't like the art I can't read it like I, I don't care how many how good I've heard the writing is so the uh, Raphael grandpa he's just if I could trade how I draw for his style I nah, would no 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 don't no I man, would nah, I would no
0: no 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 we need your we need your style man, we need that
1: I think about it but he... he this book right here, like I was already a fan, but uh, this book right here is um, this next level as far as just, um, of course, the artwork, his perspective on Batman. It's just a great book.
0: Um, What's it about?
1: Um, it's basically just about. Um, I'm not going to tell you, man. You
0: know oh, what? damn! All right, damn, but it's right. good. Just,
1: just read it. But
0: my fault, my fault, my but, fault.
1: Um, it's closer to I'd say like the Batman, uh, the last movie that just came out with uh, Rob Pattinson, like that. Oh, oh, like that tone. But,
0: um, okay, okay, you got me. You got me.
1: Just check it out. Just check it out. I don't want to spoil it, but it's really, I mean, it's only one issue out so far. So, uh, that's the only one that I've read, but just check it out if you get a chance. But,
0: okay. So sure. All right. All right. So, that one I have to, because I'm trying to, like, right now, uh, I have to finish reading The New Wonder Woman that came out by Tom King. Okay. Um, I have to, I know there's a new series of, a new series, the third. Um, chapter in the story of Abbott from Boom. Okay, I think it's. I think this might be year nineteen seventy nine. They're doing. I think maybe. Um, I think that's coming out tomorrow. And I, there's so many things I'm reading. i the, the three that the three that always hit me. Um, excellence.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, excellence hit me in a way just because of that. The story just boils down to a parent and their and child. Everything else is just like fodder. And it's just that story just hits me so much. Um, Kari,
1: artwork is just ridiculous. He's
0: a monster. Just he's a, just... I, I, sometimes I wish I could have each of you artists draw one character, and it's just a battle. It's like an art battle. Like your own character, something, whatever, doesn't matter. Just one character, just an art battle. I wish I could see that. I would just, I would lose my mind. I would that that would be like War World, just all y'all you know, just battling like that.
1: That'd be crazy.
0: Um, I have to check out that Batman though, because I I really enjoyed the Batman, the um, the Rod Pass. I really enjoyed that movie. Me too, me too. You making me want to watch it. I haven't watched it since it was in theaters, because I sometimes I like to wait a year or two years to watch a movie, then watch it again and it hits me, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie was just was there for me
1: yeah the second viewing is even it's even crazy you just notice so much more on the second viewing
0: Mm -hmm. and it was so i before it came out i remember reading um the long halloween i I hadn't read it and i read it i meant to only read like the first couple of chapters that the first couple of issues that day and i ended up reading the whole thing i didn't even realize it and i was at the end and i was like wait i read i read the whole i only meant to read and i was like so that meant something to me if i just kept reading it i didn't stop you know, that meant something to me. I have the sequel. I just haven't read it yet. Um, The Haunted Night, I think, is a sequel. The Haunted
1: Night, okay.
0: Yeah, The Haunted Night is a sequel. Shout out too. to
1: Greg burner, man, for getting
0: that... Uh... Yo. Yo, I was like, cool. okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, that came out um Tuesday. Yeah, I uh, out. Today, yeah, yeah. I have to... I mean, I look, He like one of the most talented cats out there, too. I mean, just incredible. I mean, Tuskegee Airs is just... Incredible to begin with, and just to flourish and to grow. And he also did, um, who did did he write for Milestone when he had that? Um, was it that issue? I'm trying,
1: blood syndicate was a blood syndicate, was it
0: for some reason? I'm I'm thinking it was a single character, like either static or, but I could be wrong. I'm real because I'm all because I'm wrong very often.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, man. I don't know. (laughs) But, at least, but we know he did something for Miles yeah. on, and that's baby. But I'm gonna
0: cut that out though cuz nobody need to know that. I'm <laughs> gonna cut that out. Don't nobody need to know that. All right, so we've talked about comics. We have talked about the incredible uh Kickstarter for Day Black Reparations. Click the link in the episode description so you can go and pledge to this folks. I don't know why I'm I, I don't know why I got to keep repeating myself, but I will cuz you need to do it.
1: Also now a Kickstarter project that they love. Just just found Yes. One.
0: Yes. I mean, we loved it. Now they love it. Now they so love now everybody it. loves it. That's how it works out, folks. What's a restaurant that you love? So, and what's your favorite dish there?
1: Yeah, my favorite restaurant is this spot. Uh, I'm in Atlanta. Um, okay. It used to be my favorite restaurant. Um, COVID made it change. It was a sushi uh, buffet spot. And everybody everybody would go there, but when COVID hit, they, they cut the buffet out. Even though Mm. COVID is done, they still just some people just stuck to the ways they start doing once COVID was here. So they just like, hey, we're just going to leave it like it is. And I loved it so much because um, sushi is my favorite food. I love sushi because there's so much that I haven't had yet that I want to try. There's like so many different types of rolls and so many different. So it's not like you're going to ever have the same thing, you know, or me, of course, if you order the same thing. Mm. But just a wide range of wide range of flavors and different types of food that I haven't tried. And um, yeah, Roussans in Atlanta is still there. The sushi buffet is not there, but I still haven't found a restaurant that has replaced my love for it. So I got to go with that. Okay. for right, the buffet, you
0: know? Okay. Okay. Um, you know what? Next time you're in New York, mm-hmm. do you enjoy ramen also? I do. Big time. I, I know a spot. Okay. You let me know beforehand.
1: It'll be definitely the Schomburg next year, you
0: know. Then that's a standing account right there. Okay. Schomburg next year, ramen. And it'll be cold too.
1: This time, this time comes. Uh,
0: time. I'm going to come to the table. You're I'm going to come, come to the, the table. Icebreaker right here. Man. I, We're good. Yeah, this is it. Which is funny because we've like spoken in like DMs before. Right. But I was still like, yeah, no, I'm going to just go this way. I'm going like, to just, like, gonna just that, turn this up? way. What's up? Oh, okay. Because every time your head was down, I was like, Yeah, this is my time to just kind of tiptoe right. past. I was like, and it's and it gets so crazy packed in there, too. I was and like, nobody's look, gonna notice me. I'm
1: not gonna lie, I got afraid for my life for a second right there. Cause we're behind those tables and it was just like walls of people. Like, I swear I couldn't even see the ceiling at one point. They were just like way, they were literally yep. pulsating the crowd, was pulsating, and,
0: and it gets was, so packed and tight in there.
1: Man, it was a great problem. Cause it was just like yeah money 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 uh, talking talking giving my spill money money spill money mm-hmm. more people more people want the same thing same thing over and over again but hey that's a great problem man you
0: know it, it it's beautiful to see how it's grown so I remember like the first few times I went it was one day and it would be like you know a little bit then it got so crazy and so huge and they end up having it to be two days and it was just so packed so I'm waiting for it to be three days now. Yeah. And that's, again, a great problem. And for everyone to come out and to support and to flourish and have, like, you know, the panels and the cosplay is just beautiful out there. And everybody, I love seeing it. And I love seeing all these artists who don't normally come to New York mm-hmm. come there for that show. And you go up to Harlem and you see these incredible people. And you, it's just a beautiful thing to have all of you there and for it to be good problems.
1: And especially when you meet all these mm-hmm. people you've been on, you've been friends with online. mm mm-hmm. Be cool in real life, yeah. Because that's always the fear—like you meet somebody and they're like Dirk <laughs> in real life, but yep. everybody that there did not disappoint, man. Like I would like everybody was cool, you know. Yeah,
0: it, it's it's one of the most beautiful things possible to have everybody is there and vibing, and it's just it's awesome. And sometimes you know, like you know, group of y'all get together, go to d- dinner afterwards, and just talk and chop it up because you don't get to see each other except online. You don't get so you take the opportunity to not just network business-wise, but also on a human level. Right. And you're just like, oh, I love this place. You know, going back and forth and everybody at the end of the thing, you know, trying to buy each other's books before they go out and say, hey, yo, save me a copy of this, right. or what right. have you. Then at the end, I think that's beautiful, man. So, yeah. I, look, next year, Schomburg, it should be cold when they have it too, I believe. So that is going to hit just right. And they do have sushi there as well.
1: Oh, yeah, okay.
0: Bet. You Bet heard it I here for, first, folks. I'm saying. Cross, Pomaris, the ramen connection, that's it. Sushi do is down. That's it.
1: Let's that's it. it, folks.
0: So, on that note, Keith, thank you so very much for being. I truly appreciate you, brother. Seriously, I just ate. you're one of those people who, like I said, I geek out on. So for me to even be like, you know what, let me just shoot my shot for the show. And if he says no, I wasn't expecting him to say yes anyway. So quickly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever. And you say that's so I was like, Yeah, you know, bet that's great, folks. A project that we love and they love, everybody loves. On Kickstarter is Day Black Reparations. The link is in the episode description. Go support. Check out all the great rewards. Get the book as well, please. You, I mean, get the other stuff. You, you want a T-shirt? You want a mug? I mean, but don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't.
1: Yeah. Don't 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 be that person,
0: man. You know. Don't be that person who does that. Don't do it. Um, you know, don't, don't. It's tacky is is tacky. But go check it out. And but please get the books also. The story is incredible. The art is beautiful. If I am to recommend a T-shirt, I would say the Baldwin T-shirt just because, which you can't go wrong with any of Keith's art. That's the beauty of it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. He's just one of the most, like I said, one of the most prolific cats out there. And truthfully, I mean, you're out here doing it. You're making us all proud. We we love your stuff. And thank you. Thank thank you for bringing your art to all of us. Seriously.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you, bro. All
0: right. On that note, folks, do you have any last words for the folks, uh, Keith?
1: No, uh, go check out the book. Um, Like it, share it. Support it. I appreciate y'all.
0: There you go. Oh, the other thing about Kickstarter is if you pledge today, they don't take the money out today. So you have some time so you can pledge and not worry about your account because I know money's tight. I'm not mad at you for that, but you can pledge and they won't take it out until the project is completely funded. And it's the last day of the campaign. So you're safe. So if you don't have it on you right now, Pledge within your means, obviously. And then when the time comes, it'll come out. So it won't be the day that you pledge, unless you pledge on the very last day and it's been, you know, fulfilled. Right. But, you know, so you don't have to worry about it. Cause I saw some people in, in the comments about it, like you're going, Oh my it. On, I ain't got it on me. Don't worry. You can pledge today. They won't take it out until it is fulfilled and it's the last day of the campaign. So you're safe. So go pledge a little bit. Check out the tiers. A lot of great stuff. You can even do add-ons, you can, like kind of create your own tiers as well. Your own gift tiers and awesome. All right. So folks, once again, great show. Keith, thank you so very much for being here. I truly appreciate it. You now have a, have a reserved seat here. Right on. There's only a few people that have that. You're one of those people. If you want to just chop it up about horror, because I do plan on having a horror episode this month, possibly after New York Comic Con. I mean, if you want to come on, because we can talk all manners of horror from vampires or werewolves to what have you. And, and we will have some fun.
1: Right. on. All right. Okay. Thanks for the invite.
0: Thank you so much. Very much, folks. Have a great day. And as always, do the best you can with what you got, because in the end, that's all that you get. And that's all I got to say. All right. Y'all have a good one. Peace. We're out. See ya.